Hi everybody, the complex PTSD guy here. I'll start out by saying I'm not a doctor or psychiatrist. I'm just a guy living with complex PTSD and I'm sharing my own ideas, experiences, and opinions on this podcast. So I wanted to share something that I experienced today and I this doesn't happen a whole lot, but I had an extremely, extremely depressing day. Um, And nothing particularly horrible happened to me today, nothing at all. But I was extremely depressed and I had to really think about, was there something going on with my diet? You know, like, I, I, I will admit I did eat probably too much sugar and maybe I was crashing from the sugar. Um, I ate like sweets and I don't always eat a lot of sweets. So I kind of wondered, you know, could that be part of this? I also drank... Um, some tea this morning it was a different type of tea and I don't normally drink hot tea in the morning and I did have and some of the sweets were in that so there was like a dark chocolate um type thing and a a peppermint thing there were little spoon shaped desserts um and I didn't eat all of it I just ate like a couple bites of the the chocolate and the candy cane but you know I, I don't normally have that sugar in the morning so I didn't know if I was kind of crashing off of something or what was going on, but I had I, what I would refer to as like a clinically depressed day. And I'm not saying this for you to worry about me. I'm saying I haven't had this in a long time. Um, and I kind of forgot how, how be, how just awful it can be. Um, and this is something I experienced a lot when I was in my twenties when I felt very lost in my twenties, in my early twenties, especially, um, I felt very disconnected and lost. And I felt that way today. I felt very, um, almost like not so much why am I here, but I felt kind of like I don't belong here. Like I don't belong where I am, meaning where I'm literally living, like the city I'm living in. I felt like I don't belong here. Almost like the story of the ugly duckling. Like he's, swimming around and then all of a sudden you know he realizes he's actually like a a swan or something like that but before that he's just this lost little you know ugly duckling because the ducks don't know that he's a baby a baby swan and so they all laugh at him because he looks funny um i literally felt like that i felt like where in the hell do i belong And it really nagged at me like all day. And I just, I don't know where it came from. So I was trying to figure it out and I was trying to think more positively. Um, And I think part of it came from me thinking in the last few weeks of my future and thinking of a retirement account and saving for that and trying to earn more money and wondering like, where am I going to be? Um, you know, and, and is this the right place for me? Um, like where I'm working at both my jobs, you know, and I've talked about that recently and I, I felt like the solution was to focus on an individual retirement account that is my own secure thing. And I still think that that's the solution, that thing. Um, but my mind was just absolutely consumed. Like I could not focus on work. It was terrible. Um, I just, I really tried to think positively and think, 
you know, plan out things that I would do for the evening. And I'm much better now that I got home. Like once I got home from work, um, and nothing in particular bad happened at work, nothing at all. Um, I think that I do compare myself though, a lot of times to things other people have and things that maybe I want, um, and things that I feel like I should have at this point in my life. And maybe the whole, you know, thinking about my future retirement account and my money played a much bigger role than I even realized. And I'm being like way too hard on myself. That could be part of it. But I just have not had like major depression like this for, I would say almost years, but I mean, I had a really bad episode in October, but that was related to the accident I had. Um, that's different. Like this literally just hit me out of nowhere. Um, and I was completely fine. Like the last few days. Um, but I kept having a feeling of like, I felt like I don't belong where I am. And sometimes I feel this way when I watch certain shows, I watch a lot of shows on Bravo, the Bravo network and anything they show, I'll pretty much watch it. Um, and I like the, the kind of chaos on it and I like the humor in it. And I like that they're kind of living a life that I'll just admit, I kind of wish that I had because they have a lot of money. Um, so I'm probably comparing myself too much, but whenever I was Googling, why do I feel like I don't belong where I am? Um, and I really don't, I don't feel like I belong where I literally am. Um, they said a key thing that is probably missing is your ability to be building relationships. And that's very true. And I wanted to point out in relation to complex PTSD, a big part of complex PTSD, one of the key symptoms is struggling with interpersonal relationships and relationships. That's one of the biggest things we struggle with. So I think a lot of you listening to this will absolutely relate to what I'm talking about. Right? So it's, if you're, if you're very, you know, kind of almost null and void when it comes to relationships, you're probably not going to feel like you belong where you are. And I could literally like win the lottery tomorrow and have all the money I've ever dreamed of. But if I don't have relationships with people that I really genuinely kind of care about and trust and can just talk to for hours. And I feel like they really are my friend. Like if I won the lottery, I'd probably, if I felt like they were my friend for my money, I wouldn't like that. Like I would, I don't know. I think I would just run from them. Um, and you could still find a million things wrong, whether you're poor or you're rich. Like I could find a million things wrong with any other job that I do. Um, like, let's just pretend like I have a lot of money and I decide to go to Cancun and I go to a concert, but since I don't, but since there's so many people and it's so crowded and I'm not able to be in like the front row, I throw a big fit about it. Like that would be an example of being rich and having the same type of problems. Like you're, like you're miserable because of, you couldn't be in the front row of a concert in Cancun or the Bahamas or Bermuda. I mean, you're in a beautiful place and you're complaining about something that people wish they could complain about. You know, it's, I kind of felt, I felt like that today. Like I felt like 
I have a job that other people would probably love to have, two jobs that people would love to have, and I'm sitting here completely depressed. Like, like I kept trying to pull my mind out of it and be like, what is the problem here? Like, I just, I don't know where it came from, but it was absolutely what I would call major depression. And I was diagnosed years ago with major depressive disorder. Um, and I know that it used to be much, much worse because for one, I used to have a horrible diet, meaning I ate a lot of junk food and I ate, um, like just like stuff that had a lot of, uh, additives and starchy stuff. I used to eat like dips and stuff like I don't eat anything like that now like I I stay away from a lot of things and I eat much healthier um so I, I just don't know where where this came from you know and I also didn't used to exercise and I exercise pretty regularly now um I didn't go for a walk today because it's so cold out so I don't know if the weather played a role in it you know the winter blues um but I just wanted to share this with you because I had kind of forgotten what this I would just call it clinical depression. I had kind of forgotten how lowly this can feel. And I mean, it was like, it was the low, low point of depression. This wasn't just me being sad. This was like something I could not break out. Like it was like a spell or a gray cloud over my head. Um, and I felt much better, you know, once I came home after work, um, I was able to turn the TV on you know, eat, just eat something, um, you know, cook some food, work on a puzzle, distract my mind, um, anything, you know, but I wanted to share it because it's, I think it's such a huge part of people who go through trauma. You know, this is a big part of all that is feeling like you don't belong where you are. And, you know, I think that the relationships can be a huge part of that. And one thing that it made me want to do was try and reconnect a little bit more with the poetry group. And I know that I've said before, sometimes, you know, I don't like hearing the political stuff sometimes that some of the poets get into. I'm so sick of politics. Um, but it, I shouldn't let it bother me so much that I don't join in because they, they actually had a reading tonight and I didn't go cause one, it's really cold. Um, but they have one online, I think in like two weeks or something. Um, so I'm definitely going to try to go to that. And that's a way of having somewhat of a, a bond. I would say, um, when it comes to relationships though, like I, I was just re ready to like, just kind of almost do things I wouldn't normally do just to finally like just get out into the public where I live now and form a real relationship with somebody like and I don't know why I think of this but like going to like play pool with somebody is something that I, I think I would enjoy a lot um, you know you can kind of talk over pool and and even though I'm trying not to drink anymore, like going to a bar and just chatting with a bartender, I mean, just building some type of like a relationship that I can go to kind of when I want to. Um, and maybe that's why a lot of people really love to talk, talk to a bartender because you can just kind of go when you want. Um, 
you know, it'd be kind of interesting to be at a bar and not drink. I, I haven't been to a bar in years, but um, I've never really done that. Like if I ever went to a bar, I would go with friends and, and we would drink. But to go to a bar and not drink and solely go to maybe play some music and talk to the bartender and see who wants to play pool or, you know, whatever. Um, that might be kind of interesting, but it's that building relationship is what's so important. And I, I don't necessarily feel like I have that. I do have clients who I talk to and I feel like we do have relationships. Um, I almost feel like I need to make a list of who I know in the city I live in that I feel like I have a real relationship with and not just a friendship, but like a, a real true bond that I have with them. Cause I would, I definitely have people like that in North Carolina. When I lived in North Carolina, I still have that bond with those people and I'll probably always have that bond. Um, but for where I live right now, so one thing about the city I live in right now, um, I've lived here off and on for 20 years and when I was in my early 20s, this was like where I came to party. And so whenever I go to the bar, we would like dance and, you know, we'd be there till two in the morning and then we'd like go to somebody's house and just stay there for the night or whatever. Um, so this was always kind of like my my party hangout city. And then I eventually got kind of more serious and finished my schooling. And then I moved to North Carolina when I was like 26 back in 2008. And that was more of a place where I met people through my career in massage therapy. And those were bonds that I, I still have today, like friendships I still have. And it was those friendships came from a more serious place. They didn't come from like a, a party place, you know, like a going to the bar type place. And then in my thirties, when I went back to college, I moved back to Illinois and went back to school. And since I was a little older than everybody else, I didn't hang out with anybody. I went back to school with, I was very focused on school and that's when I got my bachelor. And then I came into my internship and really focused in the world of history. But I have to say, and I kind of hate saying this, um, in the world of history, I definitely had connections with people, um, but they weren't necessarily friendships. Like they weren't, a lot of the people weren't like my age. So when you work in history, you work with like a lot of older people and you're just sort of volunteering and working with them. And you you can talk and chat and you might go to their house and work with them, but you know, it's, it's somebody who's like 50 years older than you, you know? Um, so that's one thing about the history world is there's not always a lot of younger people. Um, and then in the massage world, you know, I've been doing it for 15 years now and I started doing massage again in Illinois, I think in 2018 and so I only know a very small handful of people who are my age who do that here, but I don't really have like a connection to them. Like we don't hang out. Um, like we just kind of know each other and we're all just kind of busy and we don't, we don't hang out in that way. So like finding a relationship in regards to both of the jobs I have, 
I don't think that's going to happen. So I have to find a relationship outside of those jobs. Otherwise, it would have happened by now. Um, and so I've been trying to think of, you know, just today after having this gnawing feeling, there's got to be something that good that comes out of this horrible feeling I had today. There's always a silver lining, right? Um, and it's not always with creative writing. Like you can always, you can find it with creative writing, but I need it in regards to a relationship. Um, and so that's why I immediately thought of, you know, a bartender because that's a social place um, or even just playing pool or, you know, it's, it's just important for me to find something like that in my city. And I don't, and those are just two things I think of because they're, they're social. Um, you know, I'm trying to think of something else where there would be something like that. And I don't even know what it would be. Um, you know, being able to build like a very, a very particular, a very particular type of relationship. So, you know, maybe I'll find it. I, I've never searched for it here. Um, like I said, I've had friends that I hang out that I've hung out with around here. Um, sometimes they come and sometimes they go and, you know, they move away, whatever. Um, but I've never really sought out like that particular type of relationship before here. So maybe if I search for it, I'll find it. Um, you know, who knows? And it's important to, you know, try to find it in a place that you feel comfortable in. Um, a lot of places I don't always feel comfortable in them. And a lot of times I feel like there's, there's places where it would be more career oriented. And that's not what I'm looking for because that's, that's where you have better boundaries so the type of relationship I'm trying to find, it's really hard for me because it would be something that would not have those same boundaries. Because I've talked about that a lot on this podcast before. Finding environments with boundaries is very important because when there aren't those boundaries, and what I mean by boundaries is, so my poetry group, we talk about poetry. You know, in if I, I could easily find somebody in the history field to connect with, and we would probably talk about history, right? That's not what I want to do. Like, I want to find something that is a very special relationship. And I'm not talking about dating somebody. Um, I'm talking about a very special relationship, particularly connected to this city, like where I'm living. Something that is attainable and consistent and um, a place where I can just chat with somebody. Because that's very hard for me at times to make just small talk. And a lot of times that's why I do like to have a situation where there's almost a theme. That's, you know, what we're going to be discussing. But maybe that's not what I need, um, you know. Because after today, after feeling like, why do I belong here? Or why am I here? Um, why do I feel like I don't belong where I am? And then I, you know, kept seeing focus on building relationships, I do think that that's probably the solution. And it doesn't matter where you are or if you win the lottery. And, you know, like I said, or if you live in this state or that state or St. Louis or South Carolina, um, 
If you can find that one relationship that's super meaningful, I almost kind of think of the show Cheers. So um, that's a show I used to watch a lot as a kid with one of my grandparents. And that's what that show was about was, you know, they would go to a bar and just talk with a bartender. And then they would occasionally chit-chat with one another. And, you know, I don't even know if you would call those people friends with one another but they had a very particular type of relationship with each other and maybe that's what I'm needing um so you know it might be kind of interesting to be the bar patron who does not drink um anyway I don't want to go on too much longer about this but I have to say today was really hard today was like I don't know it was it was really challenging to sit through it. And I also wanted to point out really quick, and I may be wrong about this, but um, there's a particular type of therapy, and I should know what it is off the top of my head. Um, It's like a type of behavior therapy. I think it might be called dialectical behavior therapy. I might be wrong. Um, But it's a type of therapy where they want you to really feel what you're feeling and just kind of let it exist. And I sort of did that today. So while I had this feeling, this gnawing feeling of extreme depression, um, I just, at one point I was, I thought to myself, stop trying to fight it and just let it sit there and let it work its way out of your mind. Like don't even try to analyze it. Don't try to figure out where it came from. Just let it do what it's doing and then just eventually it'll go away because it's there for some reason. I don't know where it's coming from. Again, I don't know if it was the sugar or what it was, um, but it's coming from somewhere. And I think that's actually cognitive behavioral therapy is what that's called. Um, But you're supposed to just kind of let it sit there and do its thing. And when I was thinking about it, I was like, that's actually pretty genius to just let it kind of go. Um, and if it, if it occurs tomorrow, I'm going to have to do that. Um, I, I cannot analyze it, you know, because that's what I try to do all the time is analyze why am I feeling this way and why, why is this happening? Because I want it to be gone. Like I want to know where it's coming from so I can get rid of it. Um, but maybe if I just let it be, um, I'll be able to just focus on my work and think, okay, it'll be gone eventually. It's got to go somewhere, you know? So I think that's called cognitive behavioral therapy. I could be wrong about that, but it's just something you can look up, I guess, if you want. Um, again, I'm not a doctor, so I can't preach too much about a type of therapy I've never done before. So, um, I'll just leave it at that. Uh, I do feel better, by the way, so I didn't want people to worry about me. I just wanted to let you know that this major depression happened and a possible solution, which might be me seeking out a very special type of relationship. And, you know, there's little places here and there, but I need a very, I need something a little bit different than maybe a few of the things that I've come across in small ways, I need something where I can really, I almost feel like I need a place where I can pick somebody's brain in a way. And that's not even the right way of saying it, but 
a place where I can commiserate or I, I don't even know what the word is. Um, you know, have a relationship with somebody, but it needs to be here in my city. So I, I feel like I belong. I think that's very, very much true. So this is the complex PTSD guy signing off.